Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is a uh, slightly drunk outdoor uh, intro being recorded here with Pat Walsh. Hi, Patty. Hey, guys. Not feeling it. That's the one. <laughs> You're going to do another uh, episode coming up, yeah? I'm excited. About a month, yes. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Can't wait. In the meantime, Al Madrigal, a very, very funny man, uh, makes it weird. There's tour dates and new t-shirts. There's a new, uh, I wonder if he means Old Ben No Bottoms t-shirt at teespring.com slash Old Ben. And in the meantime, please enjoy Al Madrigal. So, so funny. Such a wonderful guest. Our sponsor is Squarespace. You know this. It's such a wonderful sponsor. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. So try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD at checkout to get 10% off. You can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide uh, to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for You Made It Weird. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of You Made It Weird. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Nice little chunk of change. Nice little chunk of change. Change. Hello. Doesn't count if it's not on on mic. Hello. Hi, Al. Hi, Magical. So, Oscar, you got. I texted Oscar. Did he get back? You know what I like? What is? What would you call Oscar? A contractor? No, he is a uh, very skilled, highly skilled carpenter. Ooh. And that fence, what you asked about, yeah, might be his specialty. Like he can do really? anything for you. Like, but when it comes to wood, he's a man. That's your guy. Not a man, but he's the man. He is. The he's guy. also a man. Yeah. Well, you know what I love in a good uh, carpenter, contractor, plumber, and I've noticed this actually in that community, they all have iPhones. You know how you can tell. It goes blue. You know what I'm talking about? No. When you're texting someone else who has an iPhone, the text is blue. Oh. And their name will be in blue. Got it. And here's why I care, Al Magical. Is because I can then text him, hi, I'm Pete. I want a fence. Here's a picture of my current fence, included. Here's a picture of the fence I'd like, included. Boom. And he will stick that landing so hard. hard. Yeah, that you'll be so happy. I can't wait. And also, do you think you, how much you, do you think you, a fence costs? I don't. I don't just know give me a book. <laughs> I just trust you so implicitly. How much fence are you looking at? Like, Not a lot. About a car length of fence. Oh well, you he want? will create a fence that you will have as long as you own that. The future owners of that house will love have, that fence. Will love that fence. So he's going to build you a fence that won't go away. My so, current fence did boards. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a 1950s-style fence. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. these are just fucking boards. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to really do it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I think it's a good place to start our relationship. Um, Obviously, I've known you for a very long time, but you are my go-to. I've mentioned it before. Are we? Is this happening Yeah. Now? Yeah. 
Oh, I wasn't. These sure microphones, you need to talk right into them. I was off a little bit. You can talk right into them. Yeah. So, no, I, well, I, a lot of people are just buying houses. It's good. Okay. A lot of people are just buying homes now. Yeah. But I had that, uh, we just moved. You did. But I've had that, I've been in this place for 10 years. I picture uh, you living at the foot of a mountain. We do live near a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> With your happy family. Happy family. And you grill. Couple dogs. Couple I, dogs. I grill. I am the character. I am the fun dad. You are the fun dad that I yeah. speak of. I know. You you are the real deal Al Magical. Well, and um And you know shit. I do well. I've had so many. Again, I've I've seen some bad guys come through. I had I put sick one guy on Bill Burr that was too chatty, and so you mean a contractor, uh, a or, handyman guy a that handyman. can come in and build that fence for you, no problem. But he's a but little chatty. He'll talk your ear off, and <laughs> that's what he wants. That Oscar's not going to do that to you. He was very curt in the text. Oscar is going to come in, do, do a great job, guarantee the work, yeah, and uh, just <laughs> stick it and then move on. <laughs> Well, he's coming by my house today. Oh, really? At five. He's a wonderful man. Yeah, after this podcast, I'm going to meet Oscar. Yes. Which I'm very excited and about. And he will, it'll just be beautiful. In my life, I find the need for different varieties of friends. And it sounds a little bit sociopathic to think of them this way. But I mean, you got like your good bit friends. Whenever I hang out with this friend, we get a bit. Like it's just like my friend Oren is that way. Yeah. We never try, but we always after Mutual friend Oren. Our mutual friend. I didn't yes. know you. I know you work together. So yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're... He worked on that pilot thing or something. Yeah, we did a for thing. For you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah you did your thing with him. He's a good guy for your thing, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, my thing? Um, your show. He was on exactly. your show as well. He was He was so important to my show, and, and it really helped me in that time. And uh, such a great and funny guy. So he's a good bit guy. He's also, then you need, like, scumbag friends. If you, in case you need a handgun and some, <laughs> uh, got a guest in town and needs some coke. <laughs> scumbag Basically, yeah. I, 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 the, the way I use my scumbag friend is that if you do something, and for me, it's not, it's never anything that bad. I, I my, handgun my, and my, some coke, you know, mm-hmm. handgun and coke, basic stuff. But you can call, I like Joe DeRosa is not a scumbag, but no. I, I classify him in my scumbag friends. I there's degree of scumbag. I'm so glad I'm not in that group. You're not. You're in the like. You're like comedy dad in the good way. Marin is our angry comedy dad, and Al Madrigal will help us. Sure. I really am. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know you were a category. I needed gutters. Call Al Madrigal. Sure. Yeah. No, and, and again, I could hook you up with the guy. My dad has this thing, and if anyone's ever living anywhere or look, you know, looking to have a guy come over and I'm not available, which I'm not to a lot of people, Pete has access. Yeah. But if not. always three quotes. Always get three quotes and tell the people that you're on a budget and get three at at least three people to come over. And so if you're working on your house, you water heater goes and you have some guy that's trying to talk you into tankless. You want to just get everybody to bid on the job and then really look them in the eyes and assess whether or not this person is going to be good for that based on the like price. A and tell them, judgment. Yeah, also, and tell them to give me the best possible price right away because I don't want somebody to say, oh, okay, I can do it for this. And then you get a competing quote that's less. Right. And now, now you're going back to the guy and he goes, okay, I'll shave it. Well, they were trying to take advantage of you in the first place. So it's, uh, yeah. I really, and I like that. Um, so, but I, I'm very good with dealing with those types of folks. I know you are. I'm not. I will pay the, let's say he's trying to scam me out of $100. 
I'll pay that just to avoid the awkwardness of like, hey, you tried to scam me. <laughs> well, we had something come up where we had some work being done when we were in New York because I was commuting back and forth for the Daily Show. And so when it was summer would come around, uh, we the whole family would go and pick up and go to New York and we'd rent someplace in Brooklyn or something like that. So we were away and I had a bunch of work done while I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Well, the neighbors came by and said that there was a lady laying in our bed. Excuse me? I, we saw the nosy neighbor. Good old nose neighbor. I, you know, I went by and I couldn't help but notice that one of the workers' wives were laying. They were laying in your bed. <laughs> what do you do there? Do you call somebody out? So I call the guy out. I go, hey, this is a little weird. But somebody came by and said that there was somebody laying down in our bed resting. I said, I'm not really a big fan. I go, you know, I'm weird. I go, I don't like it. I can barely handle, have, you know, I can't sleep over anybody else's house. I go, I have a problem. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm. Oh, that's nice. I don't you like, opened with like, I don't this like is pictures. me. This is my thing. This is me. But I, and I can't barely stay in hotels because I imagine everyone else, all the previous guests, heads hitting the pillow. Yeah, but it's been so deeply bleached. <laughs> Has it? Deeply. Really? Deeply I'm on bleached. the verge of bringing my own pillowcase to places. Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah, I would okay. put – it's like the prostitute thing. It's like we get checked all the time. We're cleaner than a random person. You hear that in Pretty Woman? Yeah. It's the same thing with a hotel uh, pillowcase. Okay. I don't mean to dehumanize prostitutes. <laughs> I'm just saying a hotel pillowcase has been cleaned so often because they're like uh, – they're probably jerking off on it. So I put it on me and then we talked to him. And he said, no, that's not true. I – yeah, no one would ever lay in your bed. That's, that didn't happen. So she saw a ghost, which is the worst. Uh, yes. I, the I'll laying do. ghost. So it, I, I, I really do. I, Why would he bring his wife to the job? I don't you know. You got to try this bed. Do you have yeah. a Tempur-Pedic or something? I don't know. It's not a nice <laughs> bed. We got a new one. We moved. We upgraded the bed. We got the new bed. What kind of bed? Uh, my wife found it on Amazon, and actually it showed up all compressed in a roll, and then it was one of those things where you cut it, and it was just went... <laughs> And had to breathe, and all of a sudden, like a rescue boat. Yes, exactly, exactly, <laughs> like the airplane life preserver. Yeah, like, stand yeah, back, stand back. <laughs> and it's a house. <laughs> like, That's the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got your sea house now. So um, we got that. It was uh, five hundred bucks into on Amazon, the highest rated bed, and it's what fantastic. kind of bed? What what? It's not an air mattress. No. It's like a... It's a really nice mattress. It's a, But how could you fold up a really nice mattress? They did. They... It's not... It's f- a memory-ish... Uh, uh, really? Watch out. Before we leave here, it's I It's like bubble tape. I don't want it to be able to be rolled up that way. It's a wonderful, wonderful mattress, and uh, we're uh, very happy. A good, a good new mattress. What happened to the old mattress? Guest room? I did actually give it to my daughter. My daughter is sleeping on the old mattress, and then we did you called go, a pad. We, we made you on this. What the hell? No. <laughs> Return to your Just origin. Eight years old. Oh, yeah. eight years ago. <laughs> Roughly nine years ago. This is where you began. Enjoy. Did not. <laughs> no, for a fact. Oh. I yeah. thought you were just saying, I did not do that. I did not do that. No, I did not do that. But, but not also, sure. was, that baby was not conceived. I know exactly where that baby was conceived. Where? You're one of those? I, I could tell. You could tell? Yeah, it was on our end. All the dads go, I could tell it was that yeah, one. I Are knew. you sure? I you knew? knew? Yeah. There was How, little... okay, you feel a suction, the ding. vagina? Just a little ding. It takes. <laughs> oh, that one's. Oh, that one landed. Yep. 
You I, stuck the landing. I knew. And that, there's your daughter. Yeah, just like Oscar is going to stick the landing <laughs> on, on that this new fucking. Fence. Oh, yeah. I borrowed your phrase. I love. I think it's very interesting when people in a conversation steal phrases from sure. each other. Sometimes I'll do it on purpose. You'll say a word and be like, just like you're going to say epitome in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, just like a group of teenage boys sort of dress alike. Yeah, oh yeah, sort of borrow each other. Of style. course. And how I would say the collective uh, group society uh, borrows humor from uh, established comedians and borrows drama from established dramatic actors. Wow. I yes. see people doing Brad Pitt lips all the time. <laughs> you know how he like licks his lips and like eats an apple? People do that in life. I'm like, you're Brad Pitting me right now. I'm going to um, text. Your phone. Well, I'm texting. That would have gotten more laughs. I'm I texting it. Uh, I Brad it. Pitt lips. I do not. I'm texting my <laughs> wife right now. And I'm going to get everyone the name of this fantastic, affordable mattress. Oh, you can go into your Amazon and look at your previous purchases. I did not. Did my wife. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I'm surprised that you bought a mattress on him. I just bought a mattress for the guest bed. Well, what do they get? What do they get? Yeah. What are the well, guests? first of all, the, the upstairs is so small, it had to be two small beds. You know got what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and then we, we just, we went nice. We got like a nicer bed. It wasn't like you a temper. saying we. My girlfriend. How involved is she in all of these purchases? She was there. We fucked on one of the beds, and we're like, "This all is right, perfect." Broke it in. Yeah, broke it in, and then I said, "That one." Because I met did this girlfriend. Stick. I met this girlfriend. All right, I, I yeah. believe. And uh, how long have you been dating her? Uh, a couple of years, but it was long distance for a year. And but she's involved in all these home purchases. Yeah. Well, she lives with me. She lives with you. Yeah. That's never come out on this podcast before. Really? Ooh, well, yeah, getting, getting the meat. You do work for the Daily Show. <laughs> no, I'm just. Are you going to cut this to humiliate this. me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do not do that. Yes, you do. Those people yes, say all do. of those things. You cut it. You cut it. You cut it. It's so, edited. Don't. Orin does not. Orin. Orin does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying they don't say. I'm not saying you put false answers to questions, but no, I'm you sure take out the nice ones. We interview people for two hours. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you're not going to take out the one where you're like, oh. so uh, you're in the clan. I understand it's not for everyone. Yes. <laughs> you take that one out. Well, um, uh, the clan. So I'm just gonna, how involved. So this girlfriend living with you is yep. buying all the stuff. She's picking out paint. Uh, yeah. The, so sure. this is a future Mrs. Holmes. Hey, well, sure. I'm not afraid of that. You trying to scare me? No, I'm not scared you at all. Frighten me? I love it when Family Jay Larson has a baby. I, I love do. It when I do Nick too. And I saw you with a picture of Nick Thune's baby. I'm on. I am on the side of love and family and all that stuff. That's because good. you don't want to end up being like Richard Jenny, right? Fifty. Yeah. Miserable, dead, and rich. Ugh. People um, say he was rich. I'm sure he was. I rich. remember the Richard Jenny, uh, you know, rest in peace. Why do I say nah, that? No, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, she's not going to. He shot himself in the face and lived for quite a while after, after that. Yes, that's why I was like, Come no, but I, I don't want. There's all these. Comics. But he made a million dollars that year. People I'm wanted sure. to be like it wasn't money. It was no, not money. It was like uh, you know. There's I think there was cocaine involved, and uh, he was a miserable guy because he's not doing he what you're doing. He's not letting the girlfriend well, pick out the twin mattresses. I've never had a problem with that. I'm always like a commitment relationship guy. I'm not like a, afraid of that. And and this girl I love very very much, and I like including them. Like I say, it's our house. I bought the house, but I'm very very careful with the language. So I'm so to glad like, to hear that it's because our house. I lumped you into a whole group of other comics. Yeah. I, okay, tell me where I was, I was a little lumped. bit. No, just a little bit. Um, you see all these guys that don't have families. I came down here with a one-year-old. You know, I came to L.A. with 
With a one-year-old the and a spec script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spec script was in the baby's little diaper. hobo <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> I came in with, with responsibility with madrigals and responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Vegas show. The madrigals. The madrigals. Or it Branson. sounds like another, like, the aristocrats. Yeah, sure. And then she comes on the yeah. angel's tits and then we, what do you call it? The madrigals. So we came down and then you see, like, these single guys who were out that can go out and do stand-up and dedicate the their lives to stand-up comedy, right. and I could never go away and do the rotor. You know, we get offered these bumber shoots and these awesome festivals, and they say, we'll pay you for your travel. <laughs> and I say, fuck, I can't do that. You I'm also not... get meal tickets. Yeah, and, meal and you can see Sufjan Stevens for free. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Him and her. No, I understand. You can't do the good, sweet, sweet touring that a lot of, like... W. Kamau Bell was on the show, another family man, talked about it. It was very funny. It was like the comedians that their only bits are about if they could fuck their Xbox because they've, they've bubbled themselves off and they don't have any. And he had this really funny thing. He was like, kids and life makes you not only a better person, but also makes you like a funnier person. And then you're going to love this. He goes, picture Bill Burr with kids. That's what he said. I yeah, or, or Patton. Patton he told this amazing story about his daughter yeah. and being angry at another girl. Which you know did something with him a couple months ago, and she's like, "You could never imagine Patton telling those stories." It's just um, right. Well, there, the Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny is a good example. There is that fear. We, we're all comedians, and we're walking this kind of unrelatable line where we're like, oh, we could just keep doing the Bumby shoots and wanting to fuck our Xboxes and just really ride it out with zero responsibility. And I'm 35 years old. The one type of responsibility I'm not afraid of is, is, a, is a partner. Maybe it's because the Kumail and Emily factor. I see how that works. Children is a little bit more frightening. Can you speak to that? I, I just think <laughs> that, that has to be why you can't do Bumber shoot. You could bring your wife. I could bring my I remember seeing... Elon Gold and his three kids at Montreal. I remember seeing Greg Barrett with his two kids at Bumbershoot. I didn't know Greg had kids. He's oh, like yeah. a cool dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's his kids are older. He has two older girls. Oh wow. Are, yeah. That's right. So and when I say older, I'm saying they're preteening. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not not old, toddlers. Old. But uh, yeah, he had and just miserable, and they couldn't go out to dinner. And you, you know, I wait. He, who was miserable? Greg, you just think you're lugging around like somebody's got to stay in the hotel room and put everybody to sleep. We're not rich enough that you can have Nanny come with you at a bumper shoot. And they're not going to pay for any of that. And why would you even go in the first place? Right. So Then you're looking at losing $2,000 because you're getting more rooms, more tickets. But I would do that. I would bring my family on their uh, subsidized vacations. So when you get... Any sort of Florida or some sort of gig you can bring. It's like, there's a swimming pool. I taught my son, who was three years old, to swim in the Tropicana pool in Vegas. (laughs) 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 And there's something really fun about it. Yeah, I said, okay. You know, and Daddy's picture is in the lobby. (laughs) 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 You can go and you get the room. But I admire that. I really see that as like real concrete, tangible courage. I know that I don't, I'm not overstating it. I see a life where you're like, I'm going to do this while I do this, even though this, and this is the stand up side of the table that I'm gesturing to, is so difficult and it's such a fickle mistress that wants all your attention. If you're going like, no, Light. We're not just on this rock to just 
be in the lobby. We're also here to teach our children how to swim. Well, and also just uh, there is more. There's some parable. I'm not going to get it right, but there is this parable of a Mexican fisherman. So this guy, assuming it's like Cabo San Lucas, this guy goes down, an investment banker goes down to Mexico and he goes out fishing. And he goes out with this guy and they sort of leave late. But the guy knows the right spot. And they do this fishing, and it's amazing, and he knows all the right bait, and all these fish are just Dorado or tuna or whatever, and they're getting them all. And the guy says, that's pretty good. That's what we need. And the guy says, well, why don't we stay out longer? Look, this is amazing. He goes, you, no one else is doing well today. You know the right spots. You know how to do this. He goes, let me explain to you what to do. He goes, well, what do you do with your day or something? He goes, well, I go, I fish, and then I go home and I take a nap with my wife, and then I play with my kids, and then I drink a little red wine. I go into the, uh, the city, and I play guitar with my friends, and then I sort of do the same thing over the next day. And he goes, no, you got it all wrong. He goes, you got it. You're good at this. You can get another boat, and you can uh, you can go and you can get more fish, and then you can hire a bunch of guys, and you can build up the company and become like a commercial fishery, and then you could sell the whole thing and do an IPO. You see where this is going? I've heard and, this before. Oh. I, I'm so glad you're telling it though. And then he there's goes, other people listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello. I'm so, a big Tony Robbins guy. <laughs> So this is yeah. where I heard this. Oh, and then he... It's not his story, but go on. And then, so, um, <laughs> and then what will I do? He goes, yeah, you sell it for a lot of money, mm-hmm. and you retire. And so you can wake up late, fish a little bit, take a nap with your wife, play with your kids, and drink go some red town, wine, drink go wine play with your friends, and play with your friends. Yeah. Fuck, exactly. Yeah, so we're killing ourselves. Like, how much money do you need? How much? It's like, I want to make just enough and I'm not sure where you see stand-up going or what you want to do with it, but I don't want to have to do stand-up past the age of 50 years old. That's my only goal. <laughs> I, don't want to, I, want, I want to still do it. I want to do it on my own terms. Have you heard that? Like, I don't that's want, great. That's it. It's so specific and right on. That's all I want. You don't want to be a guy. I remember, I, I'm not shitting on Louis Anderson, but I was reading a book, and he was interviewed in this book. And they were like, what do you think of the road? And, uh, you know, Louis Anderson, his voice is like, I don't. He said, I couldn't believe his candor in this book. I was like, you realize this is being published. He goes like, I hate the road. You're out. You're away from your friends and your family. And the whole time I just want to go home. That's road not on your terms. Road not on your terms. Like, there is some great parts. I like going out and doing stand-up. Friday and Saturday night is fantastic. But when you're starting out, and you probably had this just like I did, it's like people don't really know who you are, but you are still a headliner. We have to go out and do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two shows on Friday. Some places have three Three shows on Saturday. The midnight show. A midnight. So a 7, 9, and 11? You feel, and then you still got to do a Sunday for yeah. some reason. Yeah. It's like you feel like you want to die. So there's like so horrible, and you're missing everybody, and you just want to yeah. be home. But if you're successful enough, and we're talking about like a man, Bill Burr or a Patton, and just to go you do out Friday, and you're Saturday. getting this, you just do Friday, Saturday, or you do a one night or somewhere. Like there's great to yeah. build yourself up to that point or, and do it on your terms is yeah. amazing. You're taking an already dream job and, and tweaking it into like a super dream job. Yes. You're supersizing your dream yeah. job. And then there's also like I'm sort of living it right now where I'm fourth banana on a sitcom. And I know you know like I really feel like this is the – I'm in the best job in Hollywood. Fourth banana? 
Oh, oh you gotta nice. write a book called Fourth, Fourth Banana. Banana. <laughs> and it has to be all this philosophy, because this is some good shit. It is a perfect place to be. So I am getting to be creative, work on this show. I'm in I I'm well liked you know, like I like being there. And uh, in terms of uh, creativity, they let me riff a lot of my own lines. I get to pitch jokes for other people, like I'm in it. Yep. And satisfying. Make, Fulfilling. Big big week for me. I'm in like uh, I'm in five scenes for this script that we. I'm done. Single cam. I already shot. Single cam. Yeah, yeah. That's why we, when you got you were asking if we could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I sort of had to wait for the schedule to come out. Right. But I shot most of the day on Monday and Tuesday. I'm done for the week. <laughs> you fourth banana. Me fourth son banana. Of a bitch. Yeah, it's just great. <laughs> uh, and people are like Joe, don't you want to be the guy? Like I, I, I would like they call to call you Joe. No, your they, name is Al. Yeah, no, they they go, uh, they go Al. They go Al. <laughs> Do you want like like, to be the guy to have your own show and right. do like a network show? I'm not sure. You're the guy in the back going like, who wants the pressure or, or, or just the bullshit? I guess. Well, it's, the Bill Murray has that uh, thing with you know the the rich part is fantastic, famous. <laughs> yeah, he tells a story about being at a steakhouse and having a woman sit across from him. He was just by himself eating a meal and sits down, and um, she says, I'm not going to leave until I get your autograph. She sat down. Yeah, and he just looked down at his steak and just ate, and she sat there for like a half hour, 45 minutes. Like that, it's just, it's just horrible. And the people that, you know, are at some level, but there's this nice little mid-level area yeah. where you can make a, a fine living. I've heard Brian Regan speak of this. And talk about and go to your, and hang out with your kids. I'm going to basketball games yeah. right now after this. I'm going to pick up my daughter and go to a basketball game that my son's playing in. Yeah. And we're, I bought comic books for the kids downstairs. And it's like a booster gold. They're going to love this. I got a couple of recommendations. These aren't for me. I thought they were for you. Nope. <laughs> Any other comedian, those would be for, yes. the, for you. <laughs> Everything's for them. What do you think of that? What do you think of having a place to redirect your love? Has to increase the love in your life. It's right? amazing. I mean, it, look, there's there's some horrible moments where you do look. I would at, like to talk about despair too, but I'd rather hear about. Yeah, that. no, actually, imagine like sitting with a kid, a little Petey, that looks yeah. just like mini you sitting there eating a sandwich on the beach. And it's like <laughs> one of the best fucking things you could ever imagine. Like just <laughs> tiny Pete. Just like, yeah, maybe you can, knew how just to make that appeal to me. Oh, no, like, no, a little me, a little you. And yeah. it could be a little girl, just the yeah. most adorable thing you've ever seen, just yeah. sitting there eating a sandwich. But then, you know, in those moments, and then 10 minutes later, the sandwich is going to drop in the sand, and someone's going to cry, yeah. and someone's going to get sand in their eye, and it's going to be a bit of Sand and children. Man. Yes. It's horrible. <laughs> and they love it. But there are those moments that I wouldn't trade for anything that make it completely worth it, and uh, there's a lot of sacrifice, but I don't think you're really... A man, unless you sacrifice and have a family of your own. I mean, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Ah, you just said it. Yeah, you're just this so you, little you can, asshole. You can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Said so plainly. <laughs> well, it is a concern. We talk about it a lot on this show, is when you only take care of yourself and you have absolutely no dependence, not even a pet, 
you're just kind of like at the point where you're just like you're jerking off your life and then maybe you do I understand Richard Jenny probably had some sort of clinical depression I'm not not an expert on why he died but we don't want to end up uh, with a fictional comedian let's take Jenny out of it we don't want to end up unfulfilled rich and sad I could just never even imagine taking that chance and assuming that uh, this is the way it should always be and then winding up you know, 50 years old, you're married to some barren divorcee, <laughs> you know, like fucking has got a, a drinking problem. And you're just I'm like, going to get oh. engaged after this podcast. <laughs> like you're really, you're really making a lot of sense. No, it, you know, and then I, I, I guess I, I, I took ecstasy. No, I, I have. <laughs> but I, I just take a lot of shit, you know, and again, I, I don't, um, I did something that I I've only regretted uh, had, uh, doing one thing. I did something for AV Club called Hate Song. Do you mm. know what I'm talking about? No. Hopefully it's gone and they're not doing it anymore. But I've never been. But I mentioned and it was just sort of like it was promoting. We did specials at the exact same time. We mm-hmm. did uh, our hour specials in Austin, and that's when Comedy Central lumped them together, and we just sort of Man, knocked them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to promote that, I just said, yeah, whatever. I'll do whatever. Just a big mistake. <laughs> because I was brought something. Um, is AV Club does this thing called Hate Song. Now, I don't really hate anything. I just actually did another podcast called Kill Tony where they got – and can you imagine this? It's an amazing premise for a podcast, but it's in the belly room at the comedy store. Forty new comedians wait in the wings. And they draw names for a hat. And it's all opportunities to perform and do one minute of stand-up while I sat with two other comedians and told them how I thought it went. And it, for the most part, like it. it went horribly wrong. Like it should not have done – they did not do well. Yeah. And it would be very easy if it was just me and you in the back of the room. I would have whispered some terrible things. Oh yeah! But now I'm yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. That that's if you could get the the witty like we we want to do a podcast where your voice is distorted and no one knows who the guest is or who the host is, and it's called talking shit. I'd never do that because I've been very vocal about the fact that I want to do that. Plus, you would know it's me by my cadence. And sure. My, even if you distorted my laugh, <laughs> you know what I mean. You'd still know it was me. But it, it, I don't. I hate that idea. It feels like a terrible idea. But they just actually, because I don't like what it does to my people. Well, I couldn't do one minute of stand up. Am I bad? You know I would I mean? never. The I told no. them right away. I go. I would never do this. Yeah. I would never. As a comedian, actually, I was uh, started in San Francisco, and the guy who uh, ran the Sunday night showcase, where I had sat in the back of the room for nine months, every single Sunday, waiting for my opportunity, watching great comics come up and come through, and it started, and you'd see Doug Benson and Patton and Arch Barker and all these fucking guys go through the city, and I sat in the back, waiting for my opportunity. The guy came up and grabbed three of us, and he goes, okay, you guys, it's your turn. He goes, I'm going to give each of you guys two minutes, and I said... I'm sorry, and I had like this business background prior to doing. I go, um, I'm not sure I can speak for the other guys, but I've, I've been sitting here for nine months. You can keep your two minutes. I can't do anything with that. You go, did? Yeah, yeah. I go. I'm, I'm not. Ow! Can you be my dad? <laughs> what story is that? And you know a guy that can build a fence. And I, <laughs> you said you can keep your two minutes. Yeah, and he goes. You know, he looked at me and said, "I really respect that." 
And I realized I'm sorry for I hope it didn't like he was gonna say, also he apologized he apologized and he you was the type of guy who didn't yeah. but no it was just a you know I understand so I not he should be ashamed I'm saying I like that he apologized but in that night nice I way. totally agree and this is that's the story I told when I started this podcast and watching these guys um, come up and do a minute it's only gonna this just cannot go well but sure enough I watched a couple people do. Their minute and do great, and it was amazing. But I couldn't shit on anybody. I right, couldn't shit right. on it like because I the fact that they're trying to yeah. make this. So anyway, I was bringing it back to the hate song and then kids yeah, as a yeah, result yeah, yeah. of it. So um, yeah, Twitter is such like it's so I don't ever read any notifications mm-hmm. or any. I've since then since this never read any comments um, because. It was all about the kids. So anyway, um, the they comments asked, were all about kids. Uh, so the whole premise for this article is pick out some a song you hate. I was like, ah, uh, okay. But I would just been toying around with the fact that my ten year old at the time was super into pop music and was printing out. You can go to like lyrics dot com, mm-hmm. and he's. I got I got a printer tray just full of lyrics <laughs> for every fucking song, <laughs> and then. He's reading, and it's Macklemore, and it's the song Thrift Shop. And he goes, I bought a blanket that smelled like R. Kelly's sheets. Piss. <laughs> or something like that. And my son at the time looks at me and goes, hey, why do R. Kelly's sheets smell like pee-pee? He knew to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, he cleaned it up. He didn't say this. He can't. He knows he can't. Say he piss. respects you. Yes, he so... was wearing little dress shoes at the time. <laughs> yeah, <no>. Urine, father. <laughs> so anyway, I had that as like a premise, and I go in like I hate this song, and it's just like, oh my god, like people attack like fuck your kids. Fuck you. Nobody, like, fucking, I guess there were huge Macklemore fans or I something. Guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, like, I hate this song because it, who you, forced you to have a conversation with your kids about fucking, and I was like, dude, I felt, I feel strongly about nothing to say hate. <laughs> and that, like, I don't you give to, a fuck. You, I've, I've done that where I end up in a debate for a point that I was just representing because I, I hadn't spoken just, in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate baby carrots. Uh, well, you know there's no such thing as a baby carrot. It's just a small carrot. <laughs> it's whittled down. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was bored. Yeah. I was bored at this party. <laughs> so anyway, that's like people just like going and crazy about um, the kids and the kids fuck your kids. And they're like all like, you know, and, and uh, I've never... You know, when you have children, you do have little Petey. You're mm. going to um, probably start talking about your kids. Yeah. It. Yes. You mean in my stand-up and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. you Are you agreeing with my initial idea that it does help, makes you funny, funnier? I don't know if it's, it opens up a whole new. There's a whole new world of uh, shit that you had no idea, and you're going to have a, an amazing take. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> your take. No, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know if it makes you funnier, but it exposes Gives you, you to a lot. I think about. as comics, we're all it's like you're, you're almost your... like a reporter, you know. And like if you go to fucking, you know, live in Toronto for three months, you're yeah. going to have all right, this right, stuff. right. It Name my son Material. <laughs> this is Matt. It's short for Material. Matty. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get married? Because not not to force the despair out of you, but I have to imagine at some point you looked 
with jealousy at someone. We'll just go with W. Kamal's example. Like someone like Hannibal, absolutely no responsibility. Carefree. Carefree. I saw... I <laughs> He's not in, explaining Macklemore to anyone. I ran into <laughs> Hannibal in Vegas, <laughs> and I was there with my kids and my wife walking through the Cosmopolitan shops or something, and he was just strolling along with his you know, attractive girlfriend walking yeah. through. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing here? He goes, we just thought we'd come. And I looked at my wife like, that was so foreign to us. It's like, you thought you'd go? Why are you here? I'm here because my fucking shitty in-laws live around two miles away. We're out of the house, like doing laps in a mall just to get a fucking break. <laughs> but he's just strolling around. And that doesn't consume you with, with dark black no. smoke? No. Did it? It no, it's something that you can't help but think it's like Where a grass you, is always greener thing. And but uh, no, Where I don't. Where did you get this? Did your parents raise you with like a f- family is everything sort of thing? It sounds to me like your dad was dying on a dock, and you went, oh, <laughs> "Papa," I, and he went, "Family is everything." Me, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did give him a um, really yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have no accent. Whatsoever. Familia es todo mi. <laughs> I can tell you two kids, one boy, one girl. Don't just go to Vegas. Earn it. <laughs> no, I, I look, I always. Where did you get it? Yeah, that's the question. I, it's, I, no, it's just, I, I Your met, wife I, must have it. I, I actually thought I was going to be a bachelor for a long time because uh, I had this cool little bachelor pad in San Francisco. My, I worked at regular job and um, it was a family business. We were doing well. I had a nice car and I had a nice condominium that I bought and yeah. met my wife. And the plan went to shit because my wife uh, just... Like Greg Barron says, someone fucked it all up with their love. Yes. I, I really did not expect it. My wife told me on our first date that Bruce Campbell was her favorite actor. And Who is that? What that? He's uh, in The Evil Dead. Oh, and okay. He was actually shows up in all Sam Raimi stuff because he's... Uh, cause so if you look at the initial like uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man movies, he's in all of those. Okay. And he was on a show um, called Burn Notice for a while, but a character actor that you definitely yes, recognize. Right. He had yes. a book out, I think it called Be Actor or whatever. It's like he's... he's <laughs> it, that, he wrote a book called Fourth Banana? Basically. Yeah, pretty much. He did that. Oh, my answer. God. Already been known. So <laughs> he's just crazy. I like I, When my wife said that, and she's uh, a very attractive woman, and for her to say Bruce Campbell is her favorite actor, it's like, oh, my God, like... Shit. Yeah, you just stepped in love. I broke baby. up with a girl once because she didn't know who Don Knotts was. Now it's just, uh, I really did. <laughs> That's like when Chris Rock fired a director that he was working with because he didn't like Annie Hall. Oh, really? I one time broke up with a girl. It wasn't the main reason, but she, she didn't like or understand Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> just done. I was like, it wasn't just like, could you help me get it? It's not the most easy to understand movie, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was this aggressive, like, I hate that movie. I don't understand why can he talk to himself in the thing. And I'm just like, it was the way that she dealt with the unknown mm-hmm. that made me more uncomfortable. I remember the Donnas had been dating this girl for an, a year and a half. And we were watching, um, I think we were, Three's Company rerun was on. And then she said, she called Norman Fell, uh, Mr. Roper. Um, she gave Mr. Furley and I go, no, that's not, that's Mr. Roper. That's, that's not Mr. Furley. And, uh, <laughs> 
I go, Mr. Furley is Don Knotts. And she said, who's Don Knotts? And I went, hmm. That's exactly like the Chris Rock bit. Who's Malcolm X? What team did Malcolm X play for? No. That's a bit. He goes, you ever, you're dating somebody and then they say something that's just too stupid. Yeah, I just, I looked at her and I said, what are we doing here? Oh, really? Said, you broke yeah, up with her then? Right at that moment. You are a superhero. <laughs> what? It's just I couldn't. Nobody go. lives like you. So she. Nobody she knows said, a guy was, that builds a fence and goes, <laughs> I love my little baby. You should be here going like, I regret it all. No, she said. And you're this killing is, I, it. I'll never forget like how she, um, she said it. She goes, oh, you know all this stuff. And she says, I be- she said, well, who's Mr. Roder then? And I said, Norman Fell. And she goes, the black hair one? And I said, Janet Joyce DeWitt. And then what about Chrissy? I said, which one? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, really? You know what? This isn't working out. This is, what are we doing? In the moment. In the moment. I go, I couldn't believe that. I'm not going to, how would you ever marry that woman? (laughs) And it's like, I'm in a, a year and a half with you. Not knowing, I couldn't, every... Every moment from that point forward would just me be looking at her going, ugh. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know your priorities. Yeah. It will, and then my wife comes along, and then um, we got married. We were both 30. Where did you 30. meet her? We met her in, I met her in San Francisco at stand-up comedy. Where? So, That's um, a club called stand-up comedy? No. It's, uh, no at, uh, she came out to a show. It Where? was um, on Sutter and Leavenworth at a, a coffee shop called the Thank You, Thank You Cafe. I met my girlfriend in San Francisco. Really? At Cobbs. Wow. Yeah. And she was in the audience. My wife was in the audience. And then I saw her, went up to her, approached her, and um, it took a while to wear on her. She was volunteering for her. Wait, you took a while to wear on her? Uh, yeah, I took, I had to work for it. Yeah. You went, familia es todo. And she went, <laughs> you don't have that accent. No. That she means was, nephew. She's a former <laughs> model. What's Miho mean? Miho's son. Uh, like, what's nephew? It's probably Iho or something. Yeah, fuck uh, that language. My Spanish is horrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Comments. He said, "Fuck that language." Fuck that language. No, I. It's, it's, no, no, no. Yeah. It's got to be something like that. It's, it's so Hiho. Hiho. It might be. It might be Hiho. Hiho. <laughs> Come to me. Hiho. I think it's Hiho. No, that's son. No. Miho is my. Son. Like, yeah. They say it like, like Oh, Miho. Keep going. So, anyway. <laughs> Katie with the S Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so, met her. She was volunteering. Uh, she's a school teacher, volunteering with homeless children. So, I showed up and played basketball with the homeless kids. And I told you about the hotel thing. I had all these homeless kids on me. And oh, my God. I w- she said, I like, you know, I, I really went for it. I Throwing, bows, her, throwing bows at the kids. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> they're used to it. <laughs> so that had, and then dated for a year and a half, married after a year and a half. Aye. Get in there. <laughs> and then um, kids right away. Right away. Just right away. Um, my We were married June 2nd, 2001, and my son's birthday is June 17th, 2002. Oh my gosh! Really went for it. You really did. Yep. June seventeenth, two thousand one. I was married two months later. June, it was June second. Oh, June second is when we were. I was married two months later. <laughs> married. I got married when I was August fifth, two thousand one. I didn't. So yeah, I'm is, divorced. Oh, See, I've wow. been in your club. Oh, you tried for a long time. I you put me in the in the who's a good one? The selfish asshole. Club? Yeah, but who's a good comedian? 
Yeah, so well, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of them. Yes, most most of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's when, like, I, I had, um, you know, Thune, now the, the baby, yeah. and comics at, uh, and I know... Jay Larson, you mentioned. Well, Jay, and uh, Rory. Rory. Now, uh, is that exciting. public? Now it is, I Did guess. they tweet it or something? I have no idea. Uh, sorry. I'll write it down All right. to check. This won't Double be out check. for a week or so. Sure. Um, so I love it, I, and uh, I think it's the best way to go because it, it's a great balance to have to be able to go away. So we're not those guys who work nine to five jobs and they just come home and that's it. So we get to go and do those gigs yeah. and the little comedy adventures mm-hmm. and to hang out. And... But okay, so it's two thousand one and you got married and you really haven't done much at that point. No, and then I... you have a kid. Basically, nine months later. I was thinking that I would stay in San Francisco and just do, happily do stand-up comedy and work for my parents' family business. What was the family business? We would, uh, we were corporate fixers, so if you Like had... the movie Sneakers? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> See, if you had anything go wrong with um, your business, we would come in. If you saw Up in the Air with George Clooney, I did that. So if you had, yeah. like if Meltdown, for example, was being mismanaged and they had somebody that they wanted to, um, they wanted to fire everybody, they wanted to fire one person, they wanted me to come in and manage the people that were there, that's why I did that. This is why you break up with people right in the moment because you're like trained in the arts. Yeah, I, I'm really used to it. I used to bring over, um, I remember breaking up with one girl and bringing a laundry basket of all of her things that she had left over my house. She was trying to sneak stuff over my house because I had that nice apartment. Yeah, slowly become yeah. your apartment yes. together. So I remember I gathered everything up. And, you did? Uh, yeah, and I brought it to her and I rang the doorbell. And uh, I just <laughs> you I, salty dog. I put it in her hands, and she held there the held the lunch basket. She knew it wasn't working out, and I said, "Yeah, um, you know, I just just if you ever want to do, you did it in the doorway. I did it in the doorway. I didn't go up. You did it in the door. What? Not even her doorway, just the building's What's doorway. What's the point of going? Uh, I mean, I'm calling you. I, you know, I don't want to break up with my girlfriend, but if I ever went through, if I ever knew anyone breaking up with somebody, I'm no, going to tell them I'll tell them exactly how to do it right now. You just say, anytime you want to get rid of anybody or anything, <laughs> just say, I've decided. Yeah. That's it. I've decided that I'm. Even would. if you have like, because most people in a breakup have like a 30% or higher that they're like, maybe. But no. you still say, I've decided. Yeah, I've decided. But you're saying you do decide. Most people would be, a lot of people I know, people like me, would be lying. But they still wanted to. That there's like a, there's a 10%. worried about wanted to be at in At least that you're like, uh, the sex is good, or, or I like watching movies well, with you. Well, being married, like, there was uh, no uncertainty with my wife. But if the, anybody has an inkling before that they're about to make a bad decision and they're going to enter into a long-term relationship, just even a little bit of it, it's so hard to do what we're doing Yeah, that if there is any doubt, you got to be done with it. <laughs> only, only 100% matches for Magical. Only 100%. Just, <laughs> you do not. Because you don't want to go into a knife fight with a gun. Wait, a uh, gunfight with a knife. I just went. I remember going to hello my. Um, <laughs> I was working with well, there was a woman Nina Siranopsawapsagon that worked in a uh, Siranopsawapsagon. Nina Siranopsawapsagon. Siranopsawapsagon. It took me a while. This. <laughs> she worked at one of our businesses, yeah. and she said, uh, "She's a nice old Asian lady that I knew and uh, Chinese," and she said. Um, 
she had this Chinese astrology book for matchmaking, and she said, who are you dating right now? And I told her who it was, and then she looked up the birthday, and she says, that's a good match. It's a good match. It's not a great match. And then she sa- I said, she's Asian. And she goes, she's Asian, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you put any credence in that, or were you just kind of like, that's phony baloney? No, yeah, I thought it was just ridiculous. So you, did, you, had, you never had a problem deciding to break up with somebody? You were just like, that's it? Yeah, I mean, sure. You you probably wait longer than you should, right? But I is mean, it because you... it was because you've always been family focused, marriage focused? Like you're like, if we're not going to go the the distance, no, 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 no. I dated people that uh, you know I knew that I would never end up with yeah. long term, and for a while, you know, when I was like twenty to twenty five, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty, and once at twenty nine sort of happened, I just really did think I was going to be this bachelor, but I got tired of it. And then when I met my wife, it's like, oh, wow, I could be this. this how was this. she available? Is she, a, how old was she? Uh, she no, she were the exact same age. Exact same age. So you're, when you met, you were? Just two months apart. Oh, I, mean, I met, we met at uh, when I was uh, 29, I Okay, think. Yeah. That's not bad. That's 28. Not, I didn't mean to imply that people in their mid-30s are clearly divorced. I am, you know what I mean? So I was just wondering, how did she not get nabbed up? Because she's perfect for you. She had just come off a long-term relationship with a guy who was actually this sort of famous, created a lot of uh, famous skateboard companies. And oh. um, I'm not a big skater, but I do know I uh, like Spitfire trucks. Uh, oh, Spitfire trucks? Yeah, Spitfire wheels or trucks. And then um, it was all the deluxe brands, so real skateboards, and worked with Jason Lee on a bunch of shit. And he's now deceased. He died. He died? Yeah. This uh, man died? Uh, he, after they had broken up and uh, like, um, uh, drank himself to death. Because of the break? I don't know. Like, he was on a downward spiral ever since when she left. But that could be pegged as the impetus? Absolutely. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Does she carry a lot of guilt about that? No, I don't think so, because she gave him an opportunity to clean up his clean act. Because he, he was kind of that way when they he were He was getting, getting, like, had some friends that were leading him down. Real scumbag track. friends. Yeah. Not like fun Not Joe your fake, DeRosas. No DeRosas. Yeah. No DeRosas. The real ones. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, you, you make those choices yourself, you know. She, you're, but yeah, So you never had someone push back when you tried to break up with them? Nobody that was just a little like, bit. No, yeah, I had people lose their shit all the time. <laughs> Laundry basket girl. Yeah, yeah. What did she do? No, she did. She was pretty cool. She um, she took it. <laughs> Have you ever broken up with somebody and they take it so well? You want to stay with them? You're like, that's that's character. No, I always put out <laughs> when I was firing people. I always appreciated the ones who took it well. Yeah, and the ones who just and so. You I didn't used to fire people. <laughs> you know that. I yeah. just think it's so funny. Yeah, I did. Did you have crazy ones of those too? Like people lose their minds. I had. I was pushed up against the wall. I was attacked. I was uh, really. Yeah, I, and I was really cool. Like I'd been, I'd been threatened so many times that I didn't like. I was really calm. It's like two things are going to happen. You're going to hit me with the stick. You can either hit me with a stick and the cops are going to show up or I'm going to give you this final check and you're just going to walk away and be cool about it because this is a bad match and the decision's been made. There's nothing else to do here. Wow. Like, what are you going to do? I feel like you're firing me and I'm kind of enjoying yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. I'm he's like, so decisive. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. It's like I, I find myself, and this has gotten me into a little trouble, and I think we actually do. Oh, I was going to invite you and I'm going to put you on the spot. 
I'm doing. A, I do a podcast here with Bill Burr. We do a live monthly podcast. Oh, yeah. and so I'd love for you. Oh, to I'd be love a guest. to do it. Yeah, it's great. I love both of you guys. And so, um, when he's concerned about me, and this comes out in a lot in our podcast, Bill? because yes, concerned about what your your detachment to human feelings. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I did that for so long. I, you know, I was also, and you know, I'm not. I don't want to make comedy in this. Like, but you're a good person to talk to about this shit. Yeah. And I haven't really gotten into. This. I've had a tremendous amount of comedy friends die. Is that right? Yes. Um, uh, we're going into like please. double digits. No. Yes. Double digits. So first friend I started with, I got a phone call that. And he told me about this. That was what was happening. The guy I started with was a guy named Dan Crawford. If you actually, if you're, you go in the green room at the San Francisco Punchline, Punchline, there's a Dan Crawford Award that we give to like sort of. He was a great guy to hang yeah. out with. He, when I did my first set, he thought he was going to take me under his wing because I was some 18 year old kid that worked at his family store. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. he made up, and I was trying to turn out to be a lot. I started when I was 28. Mm-hmm. So I started a lot older than him, and I we became fast friends. And I got a phone call that um, he said, "Man, I don't feel great." And, I, and so he went. He didn't have health insurance. He went into Alameda General Hospital, and they sent him away. Then, why? Because he didn't have insurance, and he just had a headache. So they said, "Take some Tylenol and come back in a couple of days." Well, then he came back, and he still had this horrible headache. And he um, they gave him Vicodin. Just gave him Vicodin. And that just masked what was a massive brain infection. And he just died. And me and my wife went rushing up and all the comics, like in San Francisco. He's like, he's all of our buddies. So that happened right away. Like a well-loved guy. Just the best. Funny guy. I know that's kind of a weird question. Yeah, yeah. No, he was great. He was, he was really funny, really weird, loved Arge so much. And yeah. like really like idolized Arge and was really trying to make it and do something different. Mm. So... Um, he was fantastic. How old was he? He was young. Hmm. Uh, I think he was, he had, he was like 25. It was horrible. But that's no health insurance, sent away. Wow. And died in his father's like basement. Just, uh, yeah. That's and, yeah, it was horrible. That's so that happened to me right away. And then I'm going to list How did all. that take you? I, just because it's the first one. How do you feel when you're sad? Just, what happens when you uh, get sad? mess. Jumped in the car, um, like bawling with my son in the car with me and my wife. At that point, also, the the weekend he died, there was a massive fire. So we didn't you, – how you react when something like that happens, when you get that phone call that he's on his deathbed? Because he hadn't – it's like um, we jumped in the car and went to the airport. Mm. We didn't – Get a ticket or anything. We just go. got in the car to go. Mm. And so we drive to the airport, but it's like there was a lot of California fires things, and they shut down the airport because the smoke had gotten close to the uh, airport. You know? oh. And this is in 2003. And then we, um, I just. Are you, because at, you're so the, decisive, are you really like, we get went me to the on airport. a plane? I, we were on the phone. We were just like, yeah, I need to know. We didn't make it in. I saw that it was shut down and just immediately started driving up to Northern California. Really? Yeah, and just went and just went. Tried like, crying most of the time. Couldn't believe it was happening. Racing to see him before he died. Any and, road rage? What's that? When that's happening? Yeah. Oh, just yeah, I, I was just so intense, just like driving, probably speeding and flying. But I had a little boy in the car that yeah. I'm not going to endanger, so not being yeah, too crazy. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. And then um, Freddie Soto passed away. Do you, do you don't? That name Freddie Soto right. was a comedian. He had a Comedy Central Presents, but he was like 
he took me under his wing. I was one of the first comics that I ever um, was a headliner in San Francisco that we had kids the exact same age, like weeks apart. Mm. Um, he took me on the road with him. He's my buddy. And um, he died on a couch here in L.A., probably was overweight, just fell asleep on somebody's couch and was just really fat and unhealthy and probably there was a mix of drinking and maybe he did drugs, maybe he didn't, but um, that happened. And then Mitch, Greg Giraldo, you know, the Mike DeStefano, Patrice, Marilyn Martinez, like you sort of list off all of these people that I've known that have like, and so a mix of some guy who used to be a corporate fixer and fire people and all of these dead friends has me being very matter of fact. And when something fucking comes up, then I don't, that, that, that happens where I don't have any relationship with the people. I, I tell people to fuck off pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah, just dismiss people. Um, because is it a time is precious thing? No, no, it's just like I don't care enough to... It's just like, like you've been given so much frank news. This person is on their deathbed that, that you're just... I never like, really... Like, and that's the other thing. It's like, uh, do you go to th- therapy? Or? I do. I was in therapy today. Oh, yeah. I have not done that yet. And I probably, considering all that's going on, I thought <laughs> it might be a good idea for me to visit. But um, it never gets taken out. Like, I'm, I'm not... My, the wife and kids couldn't be in a better spot. But uh, I'm trying to think of when it was would come up recently um with yeah. telling people to fuck off oh yeah but i, I just say uh, what it what, what i'm what not is... afraid to walk up to someone and say hey you're an asshole let me tell you why you're an asshole <laughs> like that and then immediately i have this bit that, you list uh, why they're an asshole yeah well i just like um i have a bit that i you know and, and i'll put out uh at some point but i shrimped my daughter's dance studio what is that Did you, you see that is Oh yeah. What does that mean, shrimped? I hid shrimp all over. I get, re- I'll get revenge too. I'm like, fuck you. I was like, like that. I will come back and you shrimped. You don't. You never heard of seafood revenge? No. After I was the telling shrimp or the well, I'll tell, I'll tell somebody else's story. But after I've told this story, people have come up to me and told their stories of seafood revenge. And um, <laughs> I think somebody did it to Michael Bay, where it was one of the um, craft service people. He did. Well, he's got access to shrimp. Was he? He's went, your first suspect. He went and went to his car and shoved them all under his seats. Shrimp. And then there was somebody who came up to me after a show and told me a story. They were working at a Vons here in Southern California. And um, the the forklift uh, hit a hole in the wall in the warehouse, like right in between. You know how it's just the flap doors and yeah. you're going to have one of the sections. So just a small warehouse where they take in the boxes, they distribute the stuff. So one of those walls got hit with a forklift. There's a huge hole in the wall. They hated the manager so much that one of the friends that was working a night shift went to a seafood, the seafood section <laughs> and got – the biggest fish that he could find <laughs> and then got a broom handle and shoved it into the wall. So the next day they came and repaired the wall. There was a contractor there, patched the whole thing up like that fish still on the wall. Well, it starts to smell and then the flies come and there's maggots on the outside. Then people that work in the store start to notice. People that are visiting the store, customers start yeah. to notice. They do everything they can. Fish sales are down. <laughs> <laughs> no one will go to the Vons. They close 
the Vons. Wow. No longer a Vons. We didn't, they didn't close it to find the fish. They closed They shut it. that Vons down. See, to me, somebody who doesn't like revenge, <laughs> I was just in a cab with a guy It was in San Francisco. A guy wouldn't stop telling me about how his wife was a self-made billionaire. And, you know, he's, the cab driver. Now he's driving a cab, okay? And then he's like, but I got her. I wrote a tell-all book about her. And uh, it was on Amazon for a little while before her lawyers pulled it down. But I showed her... And I'm like, did nah, you? You didn't. It, like, I hate revenge. Actually, I, I, I like you. Just would what leave you it said alone. earlier when you go like the decision's been made, move on, take the check and move on. I think yeah, that's, yeah do it. There's so, something about even when you're wrong. Oh, to go out gracefully, even when you're wrong, even if your manager is an asshole. I struggle with that so much. But like, it seems so similar to your previous. Like that sort of like the decision's been made. I had you're an to asshole. be the bearer of bad news, but I was so. It, I was so fair about it that it was actually – I found myself in a bit of a different spot. So when I would go up and I would actually tell somebody, like it would always really made sense and I did it in such a uh, respectful and polite way. This is a bad match for you. And we can – I helped people find new jobs. Like I really tried to outsource yeah. and um, do outplacement stuff and find people new careers. I said, what do you like to do? Because this is not it. You've been late five times. I told you not to. You're put, killing me here. Right. So I wasn't just like some robotic machine that would say the decision has been made. I was really nice about it. Right. But I'm saying when someone – I feel like you get wronged – and this is something I'd like to turn off – so you get wronged and, and you feel like, you, you know, fuck them, I'll, I'll show them. And I'll shrimp my daughter's I'll dance. Them, yeah. What um, happened there? Well, it's a whole thing. I mean, I mean, I, they told, were telling me. It's a me, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're telling you what? Oh, no, no. I, 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 I really felt like, and it's, it's this 25-minute chunk of my actual act. Now, yeah. Because I was telling Hodge, I you know, I'm buddies with John Hodge, and I was sitting across from him at lunch. And I told him the story, and he said, please, please tell me you're doing that on stage. And I go, no, I don't want to be liable for the shrimping, you know? Like I... And he goes, comedian sued for shrimping might be the best article of all time. Because <laughs> he got to do it. And so I started telling it, and it was just like they accused me. Uh, this is horrible. Like the, I said, I wanted to watch my, I wanted to watch a dress rehearsal, and they accused me of uh, wanting. They said, we don't, you can't watch the dress rehearsal because we don't want you to watch the little girls change. And I go, I'm not going to, I don't want to watch any little girls change. I want to watch my daughter clothed. Yeah. And some mom, they all started chiming in, and then a lighting guy walked in, and then I lost my shit. Wait, so that all happened in one incident where yeah. you're like, I'd love to watch the dress. It's, it has the word dressed in it. Dressed rehearsal, yeah. Dressed rehearsal. <laughs> yes. Not the nude rehearsal. I don't want it to nude one. I don't want the nude one. I want the dress. <laughs> Give me the dress. So some fucking loon says, oh, you're a perv. Yeah. And then another person chimes in. Sid says, you're a perv. And then. Wait, uh, are they at the dress rehearsal? Are they watching one, the children? The woman who ran the place and then a mom. And that, it's okay for them to watch, Joe? Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then a guy walked in, and I lost my And shirt. the lighting guy sided with the moms? The lighting guy just walked in, and uh, it was the lighting guy. And he was like, I got an idea. What if we turn the lights off while they're changing? Yeah, no. It's just like, <laughs> fucking lighting guys in there? And I just I lost my mind. Oh, you mean the lighting guy was allowed to see the yes. dress rehearsal? 
Well, come on. So then how quickly did when you leave, you're angry, then you go buy shrooms? I told them all to fuck off. And then <laughs> you I, said fuck off? Yeah, I said fuck off to all the old ladies. You're all crazy. Fuck you. And then... Um, <laughs> Don't you feel you lose the moral high ground? <laughs> you're flipping off an old lady. <laughs> I, yeah, I just. And then, I, you don't really care about moral high ground. You're going below sea level I, to get shrimp. I lost my mind. I don't know what happened. Like, I really did. Something happens where I just snap. Do you white out a little bit? I think, like, I get to the point where I'm in control. Like, I can't. Nothing can fix it. And people know. My wife knows that. And again, there's like when enough buttons get pushed. So, so when I. And this is all very true. When my. I'm half Mexican, half Sicilian. When I went down to uh, Mexico for a family reunion recently, they said, you know why your grandfather came to the United States, right? And I go, yeah, because he wanted to work. And it would happen when they go, no, he didn't want to come to the United States. He ended up, my grandfather macheted somebody in the fucking head that was stabbing him. So my grandfather was having an affair, and uh, he was in love with another man's wife. And that guy came to his door and stabbed him. And my grandfather said, not here. Let's go to the edge of town. And right when the guy was about ready to attack him again, my father, grandfather beat him to the punch, took out his machete, and chopped him in the head and dropped him dead. Never go to a second location. You never go if you're going to kill somebody. Yeah. Don't go for cur- He's right. We shouldn't do it here. We shouldn't. Yeah. You had him. You had him. You had him. He didn't have the machete out. Now he's cracking you like a coconut. <laughs> yeah. So he got the guy, got the hell out of there, worked with the Chinese on the railroad, met my grandmother. And What I happened was, to the woman? He just left the woman? Yeah. He's like, that, I don't know if we can get past this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I murdered your husband. So goes to San Francisco, meets my grandmother, and I'm saying, and then I told my Sicilian uncles where I was performing down at the old Cobbs Comedy Club. Did you ever do the little one underground? No. Baby corn? Ba- what, the little tiny? That's a very good riff. Cobbs, yes. Small Cobbs, baby corn. There is. It's good. I like it. I did. Sorry. I just want you to get it. I did. (laughs) It was. um, I never did it. A two hundred seater, just little tiny guy, baby corn. Yep. Underground. Thank you. um, Thank you very much. I told my uh, uncle Skip Tarantino, Bob Tarantino, where I was working. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We used to control an alley right by there. So Aunt Sicilian mobster on one side. Little low-level fishmonger crime guy. I mean, um, Al the Shrimper sounds like a mob name. <laughs> you know, little, you know, Shrimpy Al. <laughs> oh, it's not because he's small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking, he's gonna kill you. No, no, just make your place smell real bad. <laughs> so, and then like this machete to the head thing. Like I have like something where I sort of white out a little bit. Like, and um, yeah, I'm really trying to do you, a Greg good Fitzsimmons. Job. People have told us they're both, and we know. I never, I, I, Greg's got white out guy face, but maybe it's because I'm from Boston and I know that face. But you look real gentle. Oh, I am. You look and like you have a tape recorder in your back, and if I put a story in, you'll read it. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, you look like a Teddy Ruxpin. But I, you know, I, I am nice. And, but again, if somebody like wandered, there was, we were working, we were shooting in San Francisco. So you pulled your daughter out after the shrimping? Oh, yeah, she was done. But. <laughs> This is like, all right, here's a perfect example. Um, so we're, we're having Maybe me and they the, know it's you. Yeah. They my, know it's well, you. My wife went the next day. There's a whole, whole thing uh, okay. to clean up. She went on like on a recon mission. She went to clean it? Yeah. So you told her about the shrimping and she said, Lost not in mind. mind. No. Yeah. She didn't say, I love your fiery temper. <laughs> no. 
Who are Take you? Take me now. Yeah. So I went to – this is a great example uh, and where I'm not wrong. So the we're in at Mexican Food. We went to shoot something for the show that I'm now on now because it's supposed to be set in San Francisco. Fourth Banana. Yeah, Fourth Banana and a couple of the cast members and one of the uh, directors go down – to get Mexican food at 16th in Valencia. You know, it's like a little, it gets a little dicey. It's late at night, but one of the only places open is Pancho Villa. It's fantastic. We go in there, get our stuff, sit down. There's a security guard there for a reason because this piece of street trash walks in like this guy who's wasted and he completely falls down at our table, hits a couple of the other actors, falls at my feet, gets up, and again, a little bit of a germaphobe. Don't want to fucking touch this guy. Yeah. You know, he's clearly like a junkie, some shit like that. And he's wasted. And um, uh, I have a Negro Modelo bottle. And uh, why are you bringing that up? Well, I'm trying. I, I know I don't like it. No, he gets <laughs> up and then gets in my face and he's, he's tries to give everybody high fives. We're eating, and I grab the bottle like this. And I go attack style. Attack style. It's a podcast. Yeah, 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 attack yeah, style. yeah. Sorry. Like and you're jerking off a lying down Santa Claus backwards. Yes. Yep. Just how you'd grab a bottle. <laughs> and he saw me do it, and I go, "Get the fuck out of here." Well. And I now I'm gonna grab a guy, and I'm just like, "Just get the fuck." You off. grabbed him? What's that? No, like I had him right yeah. here. He was on. He was on me. He so I'm sitting here eating at the table, snugged up. You know, we got the burrito, and I'm just right at a table eating. And a guy falls at my feet and now stands up inches away from me. And it's like, I, I, what, what choice do you have? Do you politely say, no, sir, not today. No, no, thank you. I will not. I don't want to touch you. And so he put out this hand to high five me in this grimy fucking just disgusting junky hand. And I'm not going to fucking touch it. So then there was an awkward moment. And um, he's going to stand there. And I told him to fucking get the fuck out of here. And he knew. That that next thing that was going to happen. I'm pretty sure that's, that's sign language for get away from, <laughs> yeah. get away from our but he table. He knew that it was going to happen, and I really was going to do it. I was like, and I, and I have to, what has to happen to me is I am this father of two, and I have to suppress the machete to the head and... Uh, Negro Medella to the head. Negro Medella to the head. And so that, shit like that happens. That I don't want any fucking trouble. I'm Bill Bixby sitting there. Minding my own business in a new town, and I don't yeah. want trouble. And something like that happens, and I just react just like that. Well, I mean, you're talking to a guy who deals with those sorts of scenarios in my head all the time where I'm like, what would I do in that situation? The answer is I would probably stand up and back away. You know what I mean? And if my girlfriend were with us, I would also back her away. And, smarter thing to do. And might say – Get out of here. You know what I mean? Probably at that point, a, a well-dressed waiter is going to go, we talked about this, Terry. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, guys like me will always like guys like you and Fitzsimmons because there's so much more Batman in your blood. You know what I mean? There aren't as many stories about the guy like me that just stand up. The, the story that I've said many times on this podcast is when we were in Melbourne – uh, me and Michael Shea were talking about that uh, this guy, this really huge jacked guy in one of those like, you know, spaghetti string uh, tank tops just went into a bar and just started feeling up girls, like girls on dates. But like he was clearly trying to get in a fight. 
You know what I mean? So he'd be feeling like kind of putting his hands on the girl while he was looking at the guy, kind of like, what are you going to do? And I was like, what do you do? And Michael Shea said, you got to do something. You, you're going to lose the fight, but you have to fight him. That's what he said. And he goes, there's, and he said, this is a quote. He goes, there's going to be a bottle or something around there. You can make it an unfair fight. Oh, you just blow out his knee. Blow out his knee? Yeah, you just kick him as hard as you fucking can in the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> Nobody? That is the shrimping of the martial arts world. You just, just There's take no out recovering. A leg. Yeah. Oh, like collateral, where Tom Cruise sidekicks someone's leg. You have to, like, I, I just assume that wow. that would be the thing you do, right? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, you've answered the. I've po- uh, posited that question to three or four guests. You're the only one that said, "Just bang out his kneecap." You go as as hard as you can kick into his kneecap, and <laughs> then just hope that he goes down. And as he goes down, just rain blows. Rain one blow to just be done with it, and then leave the check on him. Yep. <laughs> Sprinkle some shrimp and walk away. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Allie, the shrimp was here. Holy <laughs> shit. We were so close to smelling like the fishes. No, I just... Not wait, sleeping wait. with the fishes. Smelling, smelling like, like the, the fishes. fishes. Like Thank that. you. Um, I, 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 <laughs> but I, no incidents uh, this year. I feel good. I'm unscathed in uh, the month of January. Yeah. I hope to carry that into February and uh, not have anything come up, and I'm really going to be good and walk away. Uh, everyone's very... Uh, happy in the magical household like i have to imagine i mean like i'd rather uh you be my dad (laughs) you know what i mean like there is that there is something very kind of comforting about a guy who is decisive just in his words and his actions and works by a code and part of your code happens to be don't uh put your hand in my face while i'm eating you you guys listening couldn't tell but i'll put his hand as close as his hand was in his face and was very very close and you know i'm imagining not a pleasant hand yeah not a pleasant hand and just uh, disgusting to me, and so disgusting that. But you're not uh, going out and picking fights. You're never, like, you're, never been in a fight in my entire life. You're using it for for protection and goodness. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. If something happens to me, I react poorly. Let's bring it. <laughs> I want to bring it back to your wife. So I'm interested in in the wife and the family. Do you have to go? Because I know you have your basketball thing. Just I let me know to... how much time you have. Because we usually go two hours. Two hours. Yeah, but we don't have to. You're, okay. you're killing it. You're giving me so much that I will be happy with whatever we do. Okay, and then you edit it down to what? Nothing. That, nothing. We, we play it slower, so it's longer. <laughs> People always want to know what I just. Do. I do have to. Let me actually... Um, just tell me when you got to go, because when there's 30 minutes left, that's when we talk about God. Oh, wow. Because that's how long it takes. I've done the research. I've done the research. Let me get um, the, the time for my son's game like 3.15 here. Is that okay? 3.15. Oh, that means we need to talk about God, God. very soon. Soon. Oh, I wanted you to tell the dr- drugas. Oh, the maid That's story. Such a good story. Um, you, you, you probably don't want to tell it. You probably told it many times. No, it's all right. I mean, it's just... Uh, I People think will go, what a podcast. If you My kids are in Catholic school. Can we... Let's do this. Because I want to close on that. Okay. So good. Let's just talk about God real fast, and then I want you to tell one of my absolute favorite stories of all time. I can't see you without thinking 
Drogas. Okay. Do you mind? Sure. No, I'll, I don't. I'll do it. This isn't morning radio, but I would love for you to do. No, it. No, no. I put it. I put it to bed. A little. I hope I can do it justice. Uh, yeah. But it happened. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you? How were you raised religiously? I went to fourteen years of Catholic school. So I went to um, Ecole Notre Dame de Victoire, Our Lady of Victory, in San Francisco. I went to Saint Ignatius College Preparatory for Boys, mm. and then I went to uh, University of San Francisco for a couple of years and graduated, which is at Jesuit University. Okay, so where uh, is your faith now? And can you give me a timeline as to when you started to question it? Or if you didn't question it, uh, what what happened along No, the- no, I, I questioned it. I didn't almost, mean to assume that you questioned yeah, it. Yeah, er, I'm sure everyone does. So I, <laughs> Every guest is almost uh, exclusively an atheist, unless I book a pastor or yes. something. <laughs> um, almost immediately, I think. Uh, when you were just, little. Yeah, when I was little. You remember being like... These stories don't seem literally true. This all seems a little ridiculous, yeah. This yeah. Whole thing. Do you remember the one that did it, Jonah? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I just um, questioned everything yeah. right away and uh, never took anything too seriously. So it never and, really got I was never in. an altar boy. I was never just— It didn't penetrate uh, the epidermis. No. You just kind of were goofing like, around in church. This is and, part of my culture. This is just something you yeah. do. Going, I'd go to church every single Sunday. We live very close to one. No Saint big fear Anne's of hell and, or anything? No. You, you didn't think, like, I'm going to burn for jerking it? No, I did not. I'm going to jerk it till it burns? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to jerk it till I burn? Just never um, really took it to. But I do, and my kids are in Catholic school right now. And we'll so you probably, like it? I do like the it. The structure of it. I do like the, the structure. Of it. I like the other parents that care. And I wanted my kids to go to school with real kids and non-Hollywood not families. Not Yes. Um, so... Parents that do care and are not overly strict, but just really— The right amount of magical. Yes. And actually— Laundry basket. <laughs> yeah. Decisive. <laughs> real. You are not allowed to do certain things. You can earn certain things. And just stop leaving your panties morals. in my bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's just— well. Yeah, you did some sort of like morals and uh, really— I wanted people that cared enough to be super involved in their kids' lives, and I didn't want nanny drop-offs and stuff like that. Right, that, um, right. I remember going to camping with um, there were agents and managers, a very Hollywood type of thing, and seeing those kids, like yeah. in aviator glasses and too cool, yeah. and saying to my wife, Mike, our kids will never go to school with kids like that because they're too cool at 11. right. And I over want, it at eleven. Yes. Yeah. Capri Sun. Get Ugh, it. Yeah. It's not pressed. Yeah. Simple carbs. <laughs> so <laughs> I like uh, just be a goofy little kid. And well, what about all the like the Louis episode, the fear of hell, the bleeding crucifix? I mean, Catholics are scary. You guys keep Jesus on the cross. Oh no, I we <laughs> we got uh, my uh, friend and co-star just showed me a note from her eight-year-old daughter that says, "Dear God, are you real? Please check a box, yes or no." Is there a maybe one? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest thing, gold ink. He checked maybe. So, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, so um, he. That's hilarious. Uh, and and my son has now been in this school. He's a seventh grader, and um, 
He's a great kid, and all the other kids are great, and so I like the structure. But do you structure. have those talks where he's like, Daddy is hell wheel? Oh, no, no. He doesn't He doesn't talk like a little baby. Yeah, like a little yeah. baby boy. Baby, you're a good like, daddy. I, I do a really good impression of God. your son. Yeah. Daddy is hell wheel. <laughs> but yeah. he doesn't go, Dad is hell real? No. Don't you worry? Because, listen, I'm projecting my anxiety We've already you. talked to him about it. We oh, said okay. you did a, talk to him about no, it. No, we said, look, this is like another way of looking at things. There's a lot of different types of religions, and um, this is one perspective. And um, to think of it like as a history class, and this is what a large group of people believe in. We'll go to church, and they'll have special events, and you know, we'll do... the. They have the kids sing in this Christmas sort of... Um, uh, it's a con- Christmas concert, and that, that all the grades will sing. It's adorable. You know, I get the camera out and I'm zooming in. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it's fantastic. But They're- for every two adults, you and your wife, telling your children that this is just a perspective and culturally culturally relevant in living history, there's also a group of adults that meet with your children that go, if you're gay or if you have premarital sex or if you do drugas or if you uh, have unkindness and negro modelo I don't know no I don't think that's happening um, they're my they're, they're volunteers a lot of like Sunday school people are just no but this is this people. is not Sunday school this is like so this is the actual Catholic school and there's actually a lot of there's a, a decent number of um, uh, same-sex couples with kids at our school okay. and uh, it's it's not but they're learning the seven deadly sins, right? It's not something that I'm concerned about. And it's the same process that I went through. And I was like, it's not something that... Um, I, ad- I admire it. I understand. Yeah. You're, you're respecting your children as critical thinkers. And you're, yeah. and you're giving them the Go tools they need and the experience. You're letting them touch the stone. And, it, it, and if they wanted to embrace it and they wanted to be very... Hardcore. Say, hardcore Catholics, like, whatever. I always tell my kids, I go, try hard and be nice. Anything outside of that... Don't care, yeah. and so I don't care. I don't care what you and do. And then you're like, now help me hide the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> try hard to help me hide the yeah, shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and uh, so try hard, be nice, yeah. and yeah, that's. that's I it. really love it. the The autonomy that parents can give their children is just so breathtaking. It's one of my favorite things, and I, I, I deeply respect your choice. Not so, that you need me to, but I'm just telling. No, you. I love it. it. Yeah, and again, we. Um, there's a couple other comics that are actually looking at the place right now, and That's cool. uh, yeah, and because they see again, you can meet our kids, and a lot of it's like they're just they're really nice and well behaved yeah. and polite, and they're cool. Um, and you credit the school a lot. I credit, I, you know, obviously my wife and is, does an amazing job, and we really try to be present. But then all the other parents are, and I do credit the, credit the school because if anything does happen, that or someone is flogged, well, you know, not misbehaving in a way that requires attention. Like they address it right away, like you know that instead of saying inappropriate stuff that might slide at a public school or right. it's like it's so. I see. Yeah. It's almost like military school, but Jesus is the general. Yeah, military light. <laughs> it's military uh, Jesus light. And, yeah. I understand. Tom Shalhoub, a good Catholic man, uh, told me the same thing. He wants to raise his kid uh, Catholic, and he did, I believe, because he wants to have a plate of cookies. He, he said sometimes he puts a plate of cookies in front of his child just to tell the kid that he can't have any, just to teach him, like, resistance and that sort of stuff. And then eventually Jesus. he'll give him one. Yeah. 
But he doesn't give it to him right away. Uh, Colbert, like Colbert is a big uh, Catholic. It's yeah, a... I think that there's tons of them. There's there's a, there's a good number of them. Okay. Now, what do you believe now? Are we our minds? Are we a part of consciousness? Is there any sort of uh, reason for living? Oh, I loved at the end of um, uh, which, uh, Men in Black, the first one, when they I had the marble. Yeah, me and, too. Yeah, that was great. For those of that didn't see it, it's there, it turns out our universe is in a marble that aliens on another planet are playing, playing with. with. Yeah, it's a... Are you kind of in that? Like, dogs... Oh, yeah, who... We're absolutely, dogs trying to Who knows? That's another thing. That's why when we talk about, um, you know, working and how much do you need to work and and what are we here to, you know... Just... That story, by the way, already made this an A-plus podcast, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So I can drink red wine and play guitar with my friends and fish a little bit that's so why aren't we all doing that and why aren't we just really enjoying all of the fans i mean i don't want to do other people's stuff but kroll had the funniest thing uh he was killing me the other night um can i is that okay to say somebody else's of bit? course I mean, oh. if you credit them, if you say, this is my friend Nick Kroll. Oh, but- dude, he was telling me, like, every time I see a homeless person, I wonder why they haven't committed suicide yet. Um, because I'm on two TV shows right now. He goes, I think about it every once in a while. <laughs> it's really funny. You just, yeah. I, the, the, way, the weight of existence. Yeah, there's yeah. so much to enjoy. And again, I really kick myself when I overreact like I do. I mean, I'd say it is a genetic problem that i have there's no doubt about it but um i what is what is oh me my overreaction the guy oh, who yeah, will yeah, yeah. grab the back end of sure. a, a, a negro modello yeah. bottle mm-hmm. and uh look to smash it in your face if you step out of line right like that guy to the face then to the oh yeah to that's the, the only face. place that thing was going <laughs> not the the kind of like Charlie what do you do? chaplin movie to the head to the head that might no, be that was going right to the side of his face like there's no, I knew, I knew exactly. You're going to give him a new nickname. <laughs> was, yeah, was exactly. You mean Scar, right? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Scar, right? One eye, Danny. He got hit by Al Shrimpy. Yes. Just I, yeah. I don't want to do. I don't. I don't want. And again, when you're telling your kids to try hard and be nice, and then you're fucking flying off the handle and uh, no, shrimping I, a place. No, yeah, I understand. Like, everybody's a contradiction, and and uh, Nick's bit even speaks to that. I, I'm a big believer that everybody's everything, and it's just what you are. The majority. Everybody's the Joker and the Batman. You just want to favor Batman. You know what I mean? Sure. Batman's a loon too, but you know what I mean. Devil, angel, sort of thing. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's both. And you are a complex person, and I would never want you to be perfect or even lie to your kids that you're perfect but why what it began again i it's it's one of the i really try not to be stressed out and uh this um we we, i'd love to have you over to check out the place yeah on the grill and um but i'll show you the view that we have it's one of those things where i've never been so happy and can't imagine like me and my wife like have never gotten along so better in my art like and we wow. get, we do get along but now it's just this higher level because of the view I get it just because things are great and mm. we didn't like this is where and I think they always will be great because you know we're so happy with the kids and they're so happy and we're happy with each other Bless it's you. just fantastic yeah so Good i i'm you, i'm yeah i think um it's and uh, as long as I don't hit somebody in the head with a bottle, I think things are going to uh, be fine. But what of uh, what of the meaning of life? What like I take one of my questions: Are you your mind, or is there some sort of consciousness behind your mind? 
I do feel do you, uh, I feel like there is a bit of a guide, and I tell this to my another thing I tell my kids, but like you have a voice in your head uh, that is guiding you through and allowing you to like you have some positive and negative thoughts that are going to come up. And I don't know where those thoughts come from. Like you have a voice in your head. And so are you being, uh, do you, you get that? Like, yeah, uh, yeah everyone does. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have choices to make. And I think you know whether or not it's a bad choice or a good You're choice. You're encouraging their intuition. Yes. And I say follow that positive intuition as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, you don't Your want. Your inherent morality. Yes. And so do I ultimately think that there is like, some guide and this could be a game <laughs> and the yeah, more marbles. Yeah, yeah what if this was an amazing game of like some sort of sim controlled thing yeah. where you're a player someone keeps clicking on me left click masturbate shower no shower shower pizza shower, pizza, pizza, shower. pizza pizza shower shower read cancel that one masturbate <laughs> <laughs> no to have like okay here is a life map and here are all these choices and here's where you could turn out to be you know Bill Gates and this amazing philanthropist or here's where you could fucking be slicing people up down by the river you know yeah. the same guy has yeah. the opportunity to go both ways sure yeah. But a death, though, a dead over. Do you think when we die, it's over? Or how how shocked are you if you uh, come back in your? Oh, dead over for sure. You think for sure? Yeah. You, even like a reincarnated no, with no. your memory wiped? No. <laughs> no, dead over. <laughs> Look, you're breaking up with me over death. Dead over. It's dead Here's over. Here's your laundry basket. I've decided. You, you need to make that a catchphrase for you. <laughs> Here's your laundry basket. Dead oh, over. You got to go. Um, it's I, okay, man. You've you've given so much. I don't want okay. you, I don't want you to be late. I you've inspired me. And I feel I do, and also I like, really you're one of the the you know and then and you know when we have comedy friends like again I feel like there's bad guys and good guys <laughs> and just with all of the you know, this yeah. could, everyone, there's nothing that could go on. You're talking shit. You don't know you're you're definitely one of the guys. See, and I know we're like sort of comedy friends, you know. Yeah, like comedy sort of friends. yeah. Just when I see it, it's like Pete. Yeah. Oh, I remember when I uh, met you for the very first time. We met in the green room at John Oliver's show, and I never even knew you existed as a guy. I was just like, yeah. I remember sitting across, and I was like. I like this guy. <laughs> like, I do. Oh, you trusted your inherent morality. I'm just right there. Like, what? Yes, yes, he is good, Al. <laughs> Put away the shrimp, Al. Put away the shrimp, just, Al. Not this He's, one. Not this one. You're putting one. it in my bag. Other people, there'll be other shrimping. <laughs> other but if you don't shrimp, after a while, you start to shrimp yourself. <laughs> the shrimp starts to smell. You've shrimped yourself. Don't shrimp yourself. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing Seinfeld. But carry around shrimp in a plastic bag yeah. just because you don't know when. You don't know when you might need to shrimp. <laughs> you got to carry it. You don't know when you might need to shrimp. But if you don't shrimp, you end up shrimping yourself. Jerry! I just shrimped myself! I'm busting! Good times. Uh, we'll get out of here. Thank you for the good word. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a short one. I, no, I, people I, people just, only you, want you to do it again. That's what's going to happen. I'd love to come back on. Yeah, come back. I'm sorry I didn't tell you to allow two hour, or 90. I usually lie and say 90 minutes. Well, we definitely did that. We Well, we did we? Yeah. Uh, oh, we started at 1.30. 90 minutes is fine. Great. It's a little short. But like I said, if the guest talks and I don't have to pull it out of you, you know what I mean? It's been fun. We're two talkers. That's right. And you did some great talking. So thank you. Would you say All keep right. it crispy? 
Gabe McCrispy. No questions. I like that very much. <laughs> Thanks, man. See ya. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com. 